What's up, everybody? Welcome to episode number 24 of the Blazer Victory Podcast. As always, this is John Duncan, and I'm joined by my co-host, Steve Irvine. And Steve, um, we got to see UAB uh, split the series in Charlotte, North Carolina, against the Charlotte 49ers. And, buddy, you know, we can talk for a long time, but these were two polar opposite games. Um, But, hey, you know, we mentioned last week in our previous episode when we were previewing this series that if UAB was able to get at least one of the two games, um, you know, we got to feel somewhat happy about the situation. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you say that going in, but then when you when you win by, you know, <laughs> when you win so easily the, uh, you know, the night, um, the first night, then, and then turn around and, and, you know, lose by double digits the second night, it, it kind of changes a little bit, even though going in, you know, you say, hey, a, a split's great, or, you know, acceptable, not great, is it's acceptable. Uh, but then when it happens, you still kind of walk away going, man, that's, uh, that, that, you know, a, kind of a blown opportunity. But, you know, I mean, I, I do think that, you know, still, you know, first place and, uh, you know, tied right. for first place. And, and so, um, you know, if you look at it that way, I think it's, uh, you know, it was it was a it was a good weekend. It was a, you know, a plus, you know, and, and I think it's just a matter of, you know, um, I, you know, I don't know that, 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 that UAB came in taking them lightly. The second one, I just think it was a matter of Charlotte hit some shots in the second, in the second game when they didn't in the first game. I mean, right. shot 72% in the second half. And, um, you know, I, I didn't get to see much, you know, I didn't get to see it, but I mean, I listened to some of it and, I don't know how tough those shots were, but I mean, you know, sometimes if a team shoots like that, even even though you might be disappointed with the defense a little bit, part of you has to sort of just tip your cap and say, hey, they just, you know, they made plays and you know won the game. So, um, you know, bottom line is, you know, three and one at the end of it, uh, or when it's over, and uh, you know, move forward. That's definitely right, Steve. You know, UAB is three and one and tied for first in Conference USA West Division with North Texas. Um, and UAB improves to 10 and two overall, but I guess we'll go ahead and uh, discuss the good, the bad, and the ugly. And you know, all the good ends up coming from that first game Friday night um, or Friday afternoon, actually, on ESPNU, where UAB defeats Charlotte 61 to 37, and just, I mean, really, a, almost a perfect game for UAB. Um, you know, especially defense played probably the best they've played all year by far and actually held Charlotte to just 11 points uh, at halftime where UAB was leading 37 to 11, but only gave up 26 points in the second half. So, you know, you got to tip your cap um, to the UAB defense for just guarding guarding the ball really hard and really well and just uh, forcing Charlotte to, you know, take some contested shots. And, you know, luckily for UAB in that first game, not a lot of them went down for the 49ers. Uh, Charlotte ended up shooting – 31.6% as UAB shot the ball, 45.8%. Three-point percentage, uh, Charlotte only shot uh, 20%, made 20% of their three-pointers, and UAB shot 35.3%. And UAB, you know, like I just mentioned, was uh, playing really good defense and forced 23 turnovers for the 49ers. And UAB turned the ball over 13 times, but um, was able to take that advantage. And also in the rebound category, uh, UAB led – the way 34 to 28 but you know every everything pretty much went well for UAB in that first game Mike Ertle uh led the way with 15 points uh shooting the ball six of 16 uh he would end up having a 
not so good second game on Saturday, but had a really good game Friday. And uh, you also, you know, Nicholson had a really good game of nine points, four of seven from the field. Um, ended up having a tough uh, injury that he had to uh, get out of the game for a little while where he went to the back and got stitched up. But um, he seemed to be okay uh, for the rest of the game and played also on Saturday. But, you know, overall, really good game Friday night for UAB. Um, as I mentioned, you know, shot the three-point ball um, fairly okay. Um, well, very well compared to what they would shoot the next day. But just overall good game for UAB. And it's just like you mentioned, it's just, you know, before we when we previewed, we said if we can get a split somehow, that would be really good for UAB. But coming after that first game, you know, you really thought at least the second game you'd get a win. Now, I don't know if they'd win by 20, 30 points again, but get just some type of win the next game. But definitely, you know, as the to the tail end of that first game, you could see Charlotte start to kind of find something late in the game, um, make a few shots. Maybe that helped, you know, bolster their confidence uh, leading into Saturday's game. Um, but, yes, yeah, Steve, I mean, you know, Friday night, uh, just a good game for UAB. Yeah, I mean, I, you know, I think that um, you start with that first half and, you know, 16 of those turnovers they forced, you know, forced in the first half. And, you know, Lovin had, Taven, Lovin had, um, you know, six steals, you know, and right. uh, him, himself, you know, I think they had, I think uh, UAB had, I think, eight steals or 12 steals uh, in the first half. Um, so really did a great job defensively, 22% shooting, you know, uh, for for Charlotte, I think, in the first half. And, and um it was, uh, I think they only had four, I think they had only four made back. Yeah, they only had four made baskets in the first half, you know, yeah. and just uh, really, you know, kind of um, just took it to them. And, you know, the second half, and I mean, when you do that in the first half, the second half is really, you know, there's, you can't really tell a lot about, you know, about what's kind of about, you know, they right. just, I think people let up and, and, you know, it wasn't, uh, I mean, I still think UAB played tremendous in the second half, but, you know, it was that first half that they, that they got that win. And, and, uh, you know, it was just, uh, you know, a great way to, to, to start the, you know, a weekend and, and really, um, you know, very little, very little went wrong, you know, uh, right. you know, very little went wrong. So, uh, you know, it, it was a, it was a good way to start the weekend. And I, and I think sometimes too, um, it really, when you get beat that badly, um, especially when you're turning around the very next night and playing the same team, it really, right. you know, it challenges you and it challenges, uh, you know, you, 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 it focuses you a little bit, you know, you're embarrassed and, and you just, you know, uh, I wasn't surprised, you know, you, you just mentioned it, but I wasn't surprised they came out differently in the second game. You know, I didn't know, I still thought UAB would win the game personally, but, but, right. you know, I, I do think that, um, you know, they that uh, anytime you see this in this format, if a team gets blown out that first game, I, I totally expect to see the second game be, you know, um, a whole lot different. Now, I don't care which two teams in this conference are playing each other. I just think it's that's just, um, you know, you just get challenged. And, and, you know, and Charlotte did a good job answering that challenge, uh, you know, on Saturday. Right, for sure. And definitely, you know, it was good for UAB to get that first game um, of the series, too. But it seems that Charlotte really just came out on Saturday with that back against the wall mentality. And just, I mean, man, I mean, I, you know, I was able to watch the whole game. Um, you know, we'll go ahead and move to the second game on Saturday where UAB does unfortunately lose to the Charlotte 49ers. But uh, 70 to 55, sorry. But 
I mean, I feel like UAB still played really good defense. It's just Charlotte just shot the ball a lot better. I mean, all, a bunch of those shots were contested shots where we were in, you know, um, Bryce Williams' face, but he was just finding a way, him and others, they were just finding a way to knock down some tough shots and clutch shots too. And, it, you know, it didn't help that UAB got up to a very, very slow start too, um, you know, coming off that Friday game. Um, Saturday just looked really sluggish, but – Really, you know, I tweeted this out from the account uh, on Saturday, but I mean, if you shoot, if you're three point, uh, if you make one out of 15 three pointers, you're not going to win many ballgames at all. Probably not any, Um, especially when the other team is shooting over 50 percent from the three point line. Um, But that ended up being the downfall for UAB in that game. Um, And, you know, and give credit to Charlotte. You know, like I said, you know, they had that back against the wall mentality. Uh, Bryce Williams played good. Uh, Jameer Young played good. Um, really, the only bright spot for UAB in that game was Taven Lovin hitting, uh, you know, getting 14 points, shooting six of eight from the field, two or three free throws. Um, looked really good. Um, you know, Jemison early on, him and Nicholson were able to score most of the points um, early on as Jemison had 10 points and Nicholson had eight. But unfortunately, Jemison was in foul trouble that game with four fouls, and uh, Tyreek Scott Grayson was in foul trouble too. Um, a lot of that game. Um, so just I hey, hats off to the 49ers. I'm um, just finding a way to make shots that they just couldn't seem to buy on Friday, and unfortunately, UAB made most of their shots Friday and couldn't make many of them on Saturday. Yeah, and those things happen. I mean, you know, um, you know, I, I always look at. It, it shows kind of weird things too in games and it always um under under mike davis this, this tended to happen happen a lot but uh right you know charlotte has a guy uh jared garcia who had you know who, who was two for two on his three pointers in the first half the other day in five minutes in the first half the guy had made one three-pointer all year you know wow. and it, it seems like it seemed like when under, under mike there was a couple years under mike when um when, when a guy all of a sudden, you know, a guy would be five of six from three and you'd look up his stats and say, well, this guy must be a good shooter. And he hadn't made one all year, you know, that kind of thing. Wow. So, you know, sometimes just, just, you know, things happen, you know, and, and, and it's all about, you know, Hey, let's, let's, let's be honest about this. It's all about making these shots. I mean, you yeah. know, like you, like you say, Bryce Williams had some tough shots, you know, and, and it's all about just putting putting the ball in the basket, you know, and, and, um, you know, I don't think that UAB played as well defensively, and I think Andy Kennedy said, you know, said so out to the game. They didn't think they played as well defensively, but I don't think it was just that. I mean, I just think that, um, you know, they just made shots, and and you know, sometimes some some of them were tough, you know, some of them weren't, but but even um, even hitting open shots, you know, isn't always easy. You know, I mean, you still right. you still got you still got to knock them down, and and they did, and you just gotta. You know, got to give them credit for that. And, and you know, not only did they have the embarrassment of the night before, but they also had the embarrassment of the week before. Yeah. You know, you know and, and, and so they were a team that a little bit uh, a little bit desperate, you know, coming into that Saturday game because, they you know, they had, they had a lost, you know, lost weekend a week before. We're not being able to play in the conference and then losing that game. And and then, uh, you know, getting blown out on Saturday in their, in their home. You know, and both those games were at home. Right. Uh, so, you know, I think it was a. A um, a team that was you know just you know they get they get a little desperate and 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 uh, you know go out and make plays you know and so I think that's kind of what happened and uh, you know but the 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 good thing is you you know you don't 
you know, you don't lose a lot. It's one game. Right. And, uh, it's, you know, it's better than, than a lost weekend. I mean, I yeah. think that's, that's one thing that you can't really do in this, in this format or, you know, in this, in, in a league race is just have too many lost weekends. Um, and it wasn't, it wasn't a lost weekend. So just got to, you know, refocus and, uh, you know, get, get back to it and get to come back home. And that's a good thing. And, uh, you know, just, just, ex- you know, take that one in one weekend and, and move forward. Definitely. And I mean, I, and I do think, you know, Charlotte kind of exposed us on those uh, backdoor cut passes um, plenty of times on Saturday um, against the UAB defense. But that's just something that Andy Kennedy um, can just, you know, help, help get the team ready uh, for future situations in that, uh, you know, during practice and game like situations. But definitely credit the 49ers. Hey, um, Bryce Williams. I mean, this is a guy that wasn't even started for the 49ers last year, but ends up going 7-11 from the field. Uh, perfect three of three on three point and five of six from the free throw line. I'm scoring 22 points. And I believe before that he only averaged like maybe around 10 points per game. Um, so a uh, tough break for UAB. Um, I mean, we knew Jameer young for Charlotte was talented and that he was going to give us his, his best effort. Um, and you know, Friday night, we kind of shut him down, but uh, Saturday he ended up getting 14 points going four of seven from the field and two of four from the three point, uh, from beyond the arc, um, in a per- perfect, four of four from the free throw line. But, you know, again, uh, for UAB, um, it was good early on to see Jemison get going um, uh, early on, him and Nicholson just down low working the uh, paint. But, I mean, just, you know, those outside shots just killed us. And, you know, I mentioned earlier, you know, Ertl had that really good game Friday, but Saturday he ended up going two of 11 from the field and only getting seven points. Um, so very tough break um, for Ertl on Saturday as well, but just, just wasn't our day. Um, definitely wish that we could have borrowed some of those shots from Friday and put them in Saturday's situation um, to, you know, help the Blazers. Cause I mean, UAB fought hard, you know, UAB was down, I believe by 13 points in the first half, but ended up closing it to one point at the end of the first half and taking the lead early on in the second half. But just, you know, Charlotte and those three pointers and just making shots, just, UAB really just didn't have a chance because unfortunately UAB couldn't hit any of those three pointers. Well, but, and I, yeah, and I do think that UAB's you know, offensively is, is still limited. I mean, you know, so yeah. when you have a night that, uh, that you're not, you're not getting any stops. I mean, you know, they didn't get any stops in the second half. I mean, yeah, uh, Charlotte's shooting 72%. You right. don't get a whole lot of stops when they're shooting that, you know, when you, when that happens, they're going to have a hard time winning. I mean, it's just, just, that's just, fact of life you know now if you're if you're uh, you know a high scoring offensive team and and really have a lot of a lot of scores on that end and the other team shooting 72 well there's going to be some nights where you outshoot them even mm-hmm. if they shoot 72 but you know UAB does, is not you know their their team this particular team is not built like that and 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 that's fine i mean there's not you know there's nothing wrong with that i mean the, you, people win games in different ways you know UAB has to has to get stops i mean they have to win on, you know, defense, def- they have to win on the defensive end. I mean, that's just, that's where, it, that's where it starts with them and, um, you know, and get shots, you know, get opportunities, uh, you know, from, from their defense. And, you know, so um, if they're not making defensive stops, it's, it, you know, I don't care who's on the other side, it's going to be a long, you know, a long night for them. All right, for sure. And I, I mean, I definitely, you know, I was still thinking that we would be able to win that Saturday matchup with the 49ers, especially coming off of Friday's big win. But 
I was getting a little nervous uh, listening to uh, David Crane and Murray Bartow in their pregame uh, leading to Saturday's matchup when Murray, uh, he had mentioned that he has a friend that coaches at Boise State, and they had whipped a team by, like, what I think he said, like 50-something points but in the Mountain West, but they play a Thursday and Saturday format. But come Saturday, that same Boise team would only win by one point. So it just shows yeah. – I mean, it just it just shows. You know, it's really hard, and especially in mid-major uh, college basketball where these teams, you know, you just don't know. You know, you really don't mm-hmm. know. Yeah, and I think in, in, in this conference too – there's not many, you know. I I think it's it's such an evenly matched conference for you know for the most part. It is, uh, you know, yeah. like like for like UAB is, is not 25 points better in Charlotte. I mean, Mm-mm. you know, on the road, you know, especially at Charlotte, they're they're not. I mean, so right. So so I think it's um, you know, in in a way, it's not that surprising, you know. Just I mean, I think I I still think UAB is a better team than Charlotte, but I, they're not 25 points better. Um, so it's just you know, it's just. It's just way, and, and in a way, that's the way college basketball is. And, and part of the reason is, um, you know, one loss doesn't kill you. You know, right. so so just human nature sometimes, you know, of, of, you know, guys playing, you know, these guys playing is just human nature. Sometimes you let up a little bit because you know it's not a, you know, must-win situation every time out. Even though you play, you know, obviously you play to win every time you're out on the court. I mean, there's no doubt about that. But – it's not a must-win situation. I mean, it's you know, especially in, at this level, when when you got to win the conference tournament to to you know to to guarantee your spot in. Um, so, that, I mean, in a way, it's it's a little bit of human nature, and, and and in a way, it's also just a little bit of just just simple as you know, shots going down. You know, right. getting the same shots that you did the night before, and they just don't go down. Right. Or they do go, or they do go down, you know, right. on Charlotte's side. So, um, you know, I mean, it's just like I say, like I mean, like like you said, I think that you know the the best part thing about this is, um, you know, you take the mistakes like the backdoor cuts and different things, and and you learn from them, and you get better for the next time, you know, in the, in the next game, and you know, games afterwards, and the experiences after. I mean, I think that's the. The key, and when you have you know a good coaching staff like UAB has, um, they're going to learn from that, and, and they're going to be a better team from what happened this weekend. I, I don't have any doubt about that. Yeah, I definitely agree with you there, Steve. And, and and really, you know, we've said it before, but it's all about just playing, getting to where you're you're playing your best basketball come March when it comes conference tournament time. It's just being at your best then. So they'll definitely learn from this uh, loss at Charlotte and, you know, build from it and get better. So definitely looking forward uh, to seeing that uh, progress with this UAB team. Um, And hopefully we'll get Quan Jackson back at some point too, but um, still no word on that. But hopefully we'll get him back before March. Um, But leading up to this series, this weekend, UAB takes on the Rice Owls, who is off to a surprising uh, 10-4 and start and and 4-2 in conference play as they're in second place. In Conference USA West Division, uh, UAB will play in Bartow Arena Friday night and Saturday. Friday night's game is at 6.30 p.m. Central Time, and that will be broadcasted on CUSA TV, streamed online. And but of course you can listen on Jocks 100.5 FM to David Crane and Murray Barto. And Saturday's matchup will be at 4 p.m. Central Time, and that will be televised on ESPN Plus. So this Rice team, you know, 
they're really young. Um, they've got a lot of sophomores. I was able to watch um, a little bit of their uh, series with Old Dominion this past weekend, and they look pretty good. You know, they're um, a team that really does uh, love shooting the three-point uh, ball, which, you know, of course, UAB just faced a team, Charlotte, that likes to uh, throw up a bunch of three-pointers. So hopefully that'll help uh, getting prepared for this Rice team. But Rice, I mean, they've got a really talented um, guard, Olivari, who's averaging 15.7 points per game. But a really talented forward, uh, Fiedler, I believe that's his name. You know, he's averaging uh, almost 10 rebounds a game, uh, four assists, uh, and he's averaging a block per game, but he's averaging about 12 points per game as well. But going to the Old Dominion series, um, they were able to defeat Old Dominion Friday um, by 10 points. But Saturday, um, Old Dominion had their number. I mean, this game was in Houston, Texas at Rice, but. You know, just Old Dominion, which we all know, Old Dominion's a historically, um, you know, old Sunbelt rival, um, really good basketball program uh, with Jones, at, with the Monarchs. But uh, Bryce was able to overcome a double-digit deficit and ended up only losing by, well, they weren't able to overcome it, but they cut it to, um, I believe, one, or they might have tied it at one point um, on Saturday's game. But they ended up only losing Saturday's matchup by 3.61 to 58. But they beat that same Old Dominion team Friday night uh, by 10.69-59. So UAB is going to have another tough matchup or a tough series this weekend with the Rice Owls. And, you know, normally we're not used to seeing Rice really have good basketball teams, at least uh, for the men's side. But UAB, you know, better be ready for a dogfight because Rice looks pretty darn good. Yeah, I mean, you know, and I think Scott Perry is a solid coach. You know, he's, um, you know, a guy that there was a – was a, uh, a high school coach in Southern California for for a while, and Coach James Harden. He was James Harden's high school coach, and and uh, wow. yeah, just you know, solid guy. And went to Arizona State after after that as an assistant for several years, and uh, you know, has been at Rice a few. And I think he's you know he's a solid coach. I, I think you know one thing that's really happened with their program is is you know every time it seems like they get a good group of, of, of young guys in there they all transfer out you know I mean, yeah. they've, lost, they've lost so many transfers over the last three four five years at least that um you know it, it's really hurt their continuity of a program you know the building of a program i mean they'll have a good group and then all of a sudden they'll have a bunch another a bunch of newcomers kind of like young guys like they have now and you know if he can keep um if he can keep those guys you know, the young guys, some talented guys there. And then, then I, you know, I think it could be a program that builds. You know, they have, you know, you talk about three-pointers. They have, you know, the two two guys that have made the most three-pointers in the conference right now, Travis Evie right. and and Oliveri. And, you know, Evie has, or I guess it's Evie. I don't know if it's Evie or Evie, but. It's you know, Evie, he, yeah. <laughs> Evie, okay, Evie, he's made 48, and, and Oliveri's made 45. And the next closest Ooh. is, uh, the next closest is made 32. Uh, so those guys have, have, have wow. made, uh, you know, quite a few more. Now they played a few more games with some other people, but not, not everybody, but, you know, so they really like that three point shot and they have got some guys that can do it. And, you know, the one thing that, that, that Scott Perry teams do and really that Rice has done with it, with, with when Ben Brown was there and just when, you know, every, every coach they've had, there's, they, they, you know, they have guys that to shoot through throughout. So even their big guys like to, you know, like to shoot the three. So, yeah. um, you know, you, you really have to be aware of that. And, um, you know, they're going to play solid defense. You know, they're not um, – I don't know they're great individual defenders for the most part, but I, but they're a solid team defensive team, you know. And um, so 
it's gonna it's gonna be a challenge. I mean, I like the fact that it's at home, uh, even though you know the home court advantage right now is is a little weird. Yeah, because you know there's no there was no crowd and you know right. but you but but there is a there is an advantage to to playing on your home court, um, you know sleeping in your own bed and you know not not traveling and you know that type right. of thing. I mean there there is there's still a home advantage. It's just not like what it was when when the you know when there's people in the stands, but. Uh, you know, so, you know, it helps a little bit, um, you know, that's going to help a little bit. And just, uh, you know, again, kind of like we talk every week, John is, you know, that Friday game, you know, it's just get, you got to get yourself off to a good start, no matter what happens on Saturday, right. get, get yourself off to a good start. And, uh, you know, then try to try to find a way to, to, you know, to get, to get two out of this. And, you know, I, I mean, I think the teams that, that end up winning these divisions or, or at least you know, certainly not just winning, but maybe the top two, three teams in each division are going to be the ones that find a way to win two at home. Yeah. You know, cause, cause you're not gonna, for the most part, it's going to be difficult to go and win two on a road. I mean, yeah. for the most, for the most part, I mean, you know, I mean, it's, it's going to happen, but for the most part, and I don't think it has, but it might have, I hadn't looked that close, but, but for the most part, that's going to be, not going to be an easy thing to do, but if the teams that end up winning this thing are going to be the ones that find ways to, to, to get those home sweeps, you know, yes. um, at least a few of them, you know? Uh, and so um, it'd be nice if, uh, you know, if UAB could do that and, um, you know, move from there. I don't know that, that Rice has played a particularly challenging conference schedule so far. I mean, I think UTEP's a little down, yeah. um, you know, uh, you, you, even though they have some talent, um, you know, UTSA is a little yeah. bit of a mess right now, even though they right. have some talent, they can certainly score, you right. know, there's, you know, and then old dominion has struggled a little bit. So I don't know that they've had the most challenging start, but, you know, but, but it doesn't matter. I mean, you, you go out and you got to win those games, no matter who, who you're playing and, you know, we'll see how they, they do going forward. But like I say, I mean, if you, you got to find a way to, you know, win two on your home floor. If you, if you can find a way to win two on your home floor, that's, that's huge. Right. Yeah. I definitely agree with you. And luckily for us, you know, UAB has done that once already with Southern Miss. So hopefully we can do it again yeah. this weekend over the rice hours. But yeah, you look at rice's uh, conference schedule and I'd probably say ODU was the best team that they played so far in the conference because yeah, they did uh sweep UTSA at home, getting both of those wins. Uh, but they split in El Paso with uh, UTEP. Uh, losing 101 to 89 uh, that Friday matchup, and then Saturday winning uh, 71 to 68. So you know th- they've been in some close ball games, um, but I think UAB is going to be their biggest test so far, and uh, definitely think Andy Kennedy is going to have the guys ready to play. Um, you know, and I mentioned on Twitter, Steve. Uh, you know, we obviously, you know, we've said it before, but our three point shooting has to improve. But honestly, I don't even know how you really do that, because, I mean, you can shoot all day and practice all week leading up to the game. But I really don't know how you get better at shooting the three. You just shoot. You know, I yeah. mean, that's that's all you can do. And then and, and then even then there are going to be nights when uh, when, when you fall. look really good yeah. doing it. And there's been nights when you look terrible doing it. And, and it's just I mean, it's just. You know, I mean, the only way, I mean, obviously just you get in the gym and you shoot. I mean, that's, that's, right. that's, that's all you can do. And, and, uh, you know, but, but when you have, you know, when you, when you have a team that's just, you know, it's not a great shooting team, you know, yeah. and, and, you know, I mean, Andy Kennedy will tell you that. And, um, yeah. but they, they do things, you know, particularly 
with Quan Jackson, but even without him, I mean, they, they do things defensively that, that, um, you know, make up for that a little bit, but you know, if, if, if they, UAB is a team that if they get into a game where they have to shoot the three to win the game, you know, it's going to be, they're going to be in trouble. I mean, that's just, that's just right. the way it is. I mean, you know, and, and, you know, some, some great teams have, have not shot the ball well from, from three. I mean, there's, so it's not like an, it's not like they're the only one. I mean, there's, there's plenty of great teams that have, you know, won different ways and, you know, they're not going to win that way this year. Now, now there's going to be the longer Andy Kennedy's there, there's going to be some, 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 um, some good shooting teams. You know, yes. I mean, I think, I think he's going to recruit some shooters and, I mean, he has some good shooting teams at, at Ole Miss and, and, um, you know, I think that, you know, at, at some point he's going to have some good shooting teams. This team is just not that team right now. And, you know, uh, now I do think that, that, um, you know, a big part of winning is, um, when you don't shoot a three is defending the three. Well, you know, and I, yeah. and, you know, UAB second in the conference right now in three point percentage defense, you know, they allow, um, what was that? I looked at, I think like 12, right about 27%, uh, you know, defensively have, have, have limited teams t- to that. So, you know, that, you know, when you don't shoot well, you got, you got to try to make sure they don't shoot well, you know, from, from the outside. And so, you know that's that's the way they're going to have to to win these things, and and it'll be fun to watch you know this weekend. You know when you got a good three point shooting team like like Rice, when, you know especially with those two, um, you know see a good defensive team against the three. You know right. they got they got to defend it better than they did against Charlotte on Saturday. So you know it, it'll be uh, it'll be fun to watch the little chess match there. Yes, for sure, man. You know Rice is also a team you know that really likes to you know, spread the ball around and they have really good ball movement in their offenses. Um, you know, you're, they're averaging over 17 assists per game. Um, you know, and they're averaging almost 80 points a game um, and shooting 45.5% uh, from the field uh, averaged out this year. So it'll definitely be interesting to watch to see what happens this Friday and Saturday in Bartow arena, but hopefully our Blazers can come out with the sweep, get another sweep. Um, but definitely that Friday night game, is going to be very vital and just setting the tone for the series. And hopefully, you know, we don't see UAB give up over 50% on three points uh, ever again this season. But um, or, or if they do, hopefully we knock down more three-pointers. But definitely hope everybody can get it, get out to Bartow Arena and help cheer on, you know, if you can. Uh, the UAB Blazers, again, you know, Friday night's game is going to be streamed on CUSA TV. Um, and Saturdays will be on ESPN+. Plus. So... Definitely, you know, basketball um, doing pretty well, but let's kind of move over to football. And I guess this isn't really UAB related, but we did have some news um, out of Tennessee that just came out that they were letting Jeremy Pruitt go. And their AD, athletic director, uh, Philip Fulmer, is um, well, all of a sudden deciding to retire after uh, what's going on. But there are a lot of people talking around the media and on the interwebs, of course, that uh, Mark Ingram, UAB's athletic director, is being mentioned as one of those possible candidates to replace Fulmer. Um, for those that don't know, uh, you know, Mark actually played at Tennessee and graduated at Tennessee. Um, so I can definitely, you know, and he's done a really good job at UAB. So I can definitely see why his name is, you know, definitely being mentioned for that uh, opportunity in Knoxville. Oh, I think, you know, definitely. I mean, just the job he's done. You know, and and really grown into the job that he's done. I mean, even though he when he took over, it obviously was a tough time, and he had yeah. to hit the hit the ground running. But I, you know, I think that um, 
he's really grown, you know, as, as an AD and, and, you know, I think he's done a good job all along, but he's certainly grown. And, uh, yeah, I mean, I would think that he has to be, uh, you know, a candidate. I have no idea, uh, how, what kind of interest he have in it. And you would think that, you know, when it, with, with his alma mater and, you know, what that school meant to him, uh, means to him that he would certainly have an interest in talking with them and, uh, you know, um, we'll kind of go from there. I, I, do you think it's uh, whoever takes over um, both as a football coach and as the AD? Good luck. Is, is, <laughs> is, is kind of taking over a, a really tough situation right now with uh, with, uh, with just everything that's going on with um, you know with this whole. It's a mess. I mean, it's a it's a mess right now, and um, and it's not like it was you know all of a sudden a mess. I mean, this thing's been a mess no. for a lot of years, and and, right. and you know just. Uh, the mess is dressed a little differently right now than it has been, but, but still it's, you know, it's going to be tough. I mean, it's whoever comes in, it's going to be tough. And, and, um, so, you know, <laughs> be careful what you wish for. If you, if you wish for that job, either of those right. jobs, but, but I mean, I, you know, I, I think Mark Ingram has, has proved that he's, he's a really capable athletic director. And, and, yeah. and so, wherever you know if he were to leave which you know i, I mean i hope he doesn't because i think he's done a great job um but if he were i mean you know i, I think he's shown that he could take over and 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 you know help in, in at a tough time and and so you know you know we'll see i mean time's gonna tell on that and um i think it you know i don't know i don't know i think that whoever takes over that thing i hope phil former is way out of the picture, you know, yeah, you know for sure. I hope he, he quits meddling and, you know, or doesn't not quits, doesn't meddle in things. And, <laughs> you know, let, right. let's whoever, whoever comes in, let's them do their job. And, you know, I don't know that from, from what I've seen of him in the past, and I don't know that he's capable of not meddling, but, but, you know, uh, I think whoever takes over that job needs to be able to take it over fresh and, you know, be the guy that leads them and or person that leads them. And, and, um, so I don't know what, you know, time, time's going to tell we're going to, you know, I, I think we'll probably hear some stuff soon about, you know, some thoughts on whether Mark's going to be you know involved in this and, um, not from him or from, I mean, just kind of, you know, hear stuff through the media and, and different things like that. Um, right. so, um, you know, we'll see. I mean, I, you know, it's not something right now that you, you know, it's not automatic either way, you know, right now, you just kind of have to wait and let some things play out. And I mean, you got to still got to wait on, I mean, you know, and the, uh, Jeremy Pruitt's lawyer is, is, is talking <laughs> yeah. about suing. And oh, uh, I mean, so you, I mean, you got to dig through a lot of stuff before you get to, to anything positive. So, right. well, you know, we'll, we'll see what, what happens. Um, and you know, just kind of watch it from afar, and with our popcorn out, and exactly. you know, cold beer or cold soda, whichever one's your choice, and just kind of, kind of laugh and say, "Boy, I'm glad that's not me right now." <laughs> definitely, definitely. <laughs> Be so, definitely something just to monitor and just you know see what happens there. But yeah, it's a it seems to be a train wreck there, and you know, it was a train wreck during the Auburn coaching surge. So, man, just. It just makes you just, you know, you know, kudos to Mark Ingram and, you know, of course, to Clark when his name was thrown around for the Auburn job. You know, just kudos to both of these guys. You know, it, it just it, it's really it means really well for um, our pro for our athletic department as a whole for these guys names to be, you know, mentioned for certain jobs. You know, yeah, it does. Um, 
kind of make you, makes you nervous and just, you know, really hope that he doesn't go because, you know, we want to, we want both, you know, we want Mark to stay with UAB, but it's, you know, very flattering for the program to, you know, just see such a good job that Ingram has done so far and just see his name mentioned, uh, you know, for these jobs. So, yeah. And, 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 you know, I've always been of the belief uh, too, that, that, um, I, I, it doesn't make me nervous because if, if, if people are coming after your people, no matter who they are, you know, whether it be, you know, whether it be your defensive coordinator, whether it be your receiver coach, whether it be your head coach, whether it be your AD, it doesn't matter Whoever, you know, when people are coming after your people, that means things are going good. Right. You know, uh, you know, and, and, and Hey, I love Neil Callaway. I, I think he's a great man. Uh, and he think he was a better football coach than people give him credit for, but wasn't nobody knocking down the door for Neil Callaway. <laughs> right. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? And, and, right. and so, so when, if, if, if people are, coming after your people um you know even even just rumored to come after your people that means things are going well you know and so that's why that's why i've I've never been of the one to believe that you got to get all worried because you know somebody's coming to talk to your coach or or your ad or whatever that's fine man that's the way the business is you know and and if if they were to come get your your guy whoever that guy may be the next person is going to be in much better position to, to keep that thing going because because of where the program is. You know, I mean, it's just it's just fact of life. So, you know, I, I would I, I wouldn't I wouldn't trade it. I mean, I wouldn't trade it for a situation where nobody wants any of your guys because because right. then, then things aren't going well. So just just be happy with that and, and just be happy. I mean, it's, it, it really shows. Um, it shows where this program is, this athletic program is right now. I mean, it really does. And and so, and that's a good thing. Definitely agree. And hopefully uh, sometime soon, hopefully within the next couple of weeks, uh, we start to hear some uh, scheduling news related to football um, is hopefully the conference schedule um, is going to be released. And hopefully we find out who our cross division foes will be for uh this next football season as i believe louisiana tech actually um, already unveiled that i think old dominion and somebody else is going to be there across division so hopefully the next week oh, or how two, really i didn't see that okay yeah, yeah. okay so i know it's coming soon i'm looking forward to it i'm looking forward to seeing who it is i i um uh, looking forward to see if there's a like another trip to huntington coming up <laughs> so, oh yes <laughs> soon you know and, and hey speaking of them I, you know i thought they made a good hire hey, i mean good you know hire, yes I mean, I thought that's a solid hire. I think he's a really good coach. You know, the one thing that you, you just never know going in with a guy that's, um, you know, that's uh, not been a head coach. You know, even even a guy like that who's who's very accomplished as, as being, a, you know, an assistant coach, you just never know what they're going to be like as a head coach. You know, uh, I mean, I think if you ask uh, probably 100% of it, well, at least 99%, of the UTSA fans when they hired Frank Wilson were, were probably very positive, you know, cause I mean, he was, he was the same guy. He was a, you know, highly thought of assistant coach. He was a great recruiter had been, you know, at a, uh, you know, LSU before and, 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 um, you know, but, Oh, what a great hire. Well, I mean, Hey, let's, let's, <laughs> let's be yeah. honest. I mean, how many people thought Garrick McGee was a bad hire when they hired him? No, you know, I mean, yeah. I know. I mean, we all we all thought it was a great hire. I mean, and, and you know what? On, on paper, it looked like it. 
He know, did. Um, he was the hottest coordinator in the country. Right? Oh my, he was Frank Broyles, and and um, yeah. you know now what we we all failed to stop and look at was who his mentor was. <laughs> um, yeah. You know, and but you know, um, I think that uh, Charles Huff is has has been under some pretty good guys. You know, pretty good yes. his mentors yeah. are pretty good guys. But but I think you know I, on on paper and certainly I think uh, um, for what you see from him, I think that's a that's a great hire from from great hire from Marshall. You know, at this point, I'm much better than Brad Lambert would have been, and yeah, you know, I, don't, I don't mean that as a slide of Brad Lambert at no, all. I no. just don't think that he was that would have been a very good hire for him. Uh, so uh, that's I guess a long winded way of saying I wonder if we're going to be going to Huntington this year. I would love that. I was kind of, you know, upset that we weren't able to make the trip up to Virginia this, you know, to go see o- ODU up in Norfolk, Virginia. I was kind of looking yeah. forward to making that trip. Yeah. Yeah. I was, yeah, that was the only, uh, that's, that still is the only current Conference USA stadium that I hadn't, I hadn't been to, a football stadium I hadn't been to. So I was really looking forward to that. Um, yeah. And really since 2005, um, that's, I've been to, you know, every, team that's been as conferences then mm-hmm. have been to every one of those stadiums but i hadn't had a chance to go to odu so i was you know i hate that and that's a fun town and and but um you know i mean it's, it's a strange year so you know right those things are going to happen so it, it, it'll be you know I, I'm, I'm looking forward to seeing who the who, who the the east right east you know crossover games are and you know I didn't realize Louisiana Tech had already had done it, so hopefully, hopefully we'll learn real soon. Yeah, hopefully so. And whenever we do find out, you know, we'll definitely uh, have an episode to, you know, break that schedule down and see, you know, who UAB is going to play. But, you know, hopefully, hopefully, crossing our fingers that uh, we do know soon. And I actually just looked, and it looks like Louisiana Tech said that they're going to be playing at ODU, and they'll have Charlotte as their other uh, East Division uh, opponent. So, but on that note, guys, um, you know, we'll be back next week to recap uh, what happens against the Rice Owls for UAB basketball and preview our upcoming matchups against Middle Tennessee Blue Raiders. But make sure you're following us on Twitter at uh, twitter.com slash blazer pod. And just please help spread the word and tell a couple blazer fans about us. And, you know, you can find us on, uh, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, iHeartRadio, Amazon, just a bunch of different places and just help spread the word. But we'll be back next week to recap everything, guys. Uh, Stay safe. And as always, go Blazers.